0: stunning series of newly uncovered emails just discovered and released by the GOP House subcommittee investigating the origins of coronavirus. It's fueling a fresh debate over the role that Dr. Anthony Fauci may have played in trying to shut down investigations into the origins of COVID-19. In today's show, I'm joined by Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from Arizona. She is on that very subcommittee that is doing this investigation. We have lots of questions for her. For example, was Fauci really convinced that the virus had not originated in the lab or was this some attempt at a cover-up? And if so, why? Meanwhile, why was he pretending that the scientific study on the origins of COVID was somehow new to him? That's how he expressed it. He cited the study, never telling anybody that he had any relationship with it whatsoever. And now we're learning from the House subcommittee that. He may have allegedly commissioned the thing. In addition to the tragic loss of life that we experienced here and all over the world, you know, Americans paid a huge economic price. Our economy was shut down for months and we are still reeling from all of that. We are wrestling with the highest inflation rates we've seen in 40 years. China just announced that it's anticipating 5% growth this year. Everybody's like, oh, it's so anemic, it's so awful. Well, you wanna talk anemic? Guess what we're looking at, 0.3%. And that's if we're lucky. That's if we avoid a massive recession. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. Portions of the program today are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. Get your free investing guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com today. Really, such a shocking report here. New emails between Dr. Anthony Fauci and other key scientists were just released by the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. This is a GOP-led committee, and it's accusing Dr. Fauci of prompting or commissioning a scientific study to disprove any speculation that the virus may have come from a Chinese lab. According to this memo... New evidence released by the select subcommittee suggests that, well, Dr. Fauci prompted the whole thing, the drafting of a publication that would disprove the lab leak theory. The authors of this paper, they made evidence available to the public that they sought out. In other words, they had a thesis or Fauci had a thesis and they were instructed to solve for it. On February 1st, 2020, Dr. Fauci, along with Dr. Francis Collins and 11 other big deal scientists, they were on a call together and they were warned that coronavirus may have been leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. And what's more, they were warned that it may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. So they got that warning. And then what do you know? A few days later, three of the participants on the call, they came forward authoring a paper that dispelled the notion that the virus may have originated in a Chinese lab. This paper was called The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2. The paper was allegedly written at Fauci's prompting. In fact, they sent, the author sent The draft to Fauci for editing and approval, according to the House Committee, ahead of its publication in Nature Medicine. And then, when they sent it over to Nature Medicine on February 17th, the study's author, Dr. Christian Anderson, he's the one that submitted it, wrote in a cover email that, and I quote, there has been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracy theories put forward in this space. This paper was prompted by Jeremy Farr, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. Okay, okay, okay. So Fauci wanted to get rid of this whole idea, that it may have come from a Chinese lab. And I just ask why. Why was that so important to him? I mean, don't you actually, don't you want to know the truth? Apparently not. In fact, last week in an interview with the Boston Globe, (laughs) he Acted like he still didn't want to know the truth. And in fact, says maybe we'll never know. Hmm.
1: We must all keep an open mind as to all possibilities until one definitively nails down what the origin is. We may
2: not ever know.
0: Of course, you're not going to know if if you don't actually investigate. And you didn't want to investigate, now did you, Fauci? Now, one of the concerns, and this is something that was put on display by Dr. Rand Paul, you remember, of course, that very heated exchange that he had with Dr. Fauci. One of the concerns is that Fauci may have been trying to hush this up only because it seems U.S. taxpayers contributed to this. $600,000 was funneled to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for some of this research. Well, that is certainly concerning. So there's a lot of speculation that perhaps Dr. Anthony Fauci just didn't want anything traced back to American funding at the Wuhan lab. It's certainly a question that probably needs to be investigated some more. Of course, you couldn't talk about this. Remember that? Couldn't talk about it at all. You were not allowed to say, I mean, they said it was either racist to suggest this or a conspiracy theory to suggest this, the media jumped all over anybody that suggested it might have come from the Wuhan lab. Consider this, on April 17th of 2020, when Dr. Fauci was questioned by the press about the possibility of the virus having originated from that Chinese lab, Mr. Fauci cited that same study, the same study that his friends wrote that he seems to have played a role in commissioning. And he said, and I quote, there was a study recently where a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences in bats as they evolve and the mutations that they took to get to the point where it is now. And it is totally consistent with the jump of a species from an animal to a human. He promised reporters that he would make the authors of that study available to the media He never came forward and said, hey, I had a hand in this. Dr. Anderson, the scientist that wrote it, he never came forward and said, hey, you know what? This was Dr. Fauci's idea. The editors over at the Science Journal, they never told anybody that was reading this that Fauci had any involvement. We did not know that until now, not until this House investigation. And like I said, back in 2020, my gosh, the media was buying whatever Fauci was selling, remember? So this was just one big, giant right-wing conspiracy. Listen, I'll tell you, when you lie to the people and you get caught, you create a massive trust void. And that's what we're looking at right now. How can the American public believe anything when they know how hard the government works To shut down certain narratives, and this is more of that. Same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's
2: most favorite conspiracy theories.
1: Scientists and the US intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility.
2: Just weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man made in a lab in Wuhan, China.
1: You said the overwhelming amount of evidence indicates that's a lab leak. I believe. Most card-carrying viral phylogenists and molecular virologists would disagree with you.
0: Anyway, in recent days, there has been a renewed focus all of a sudden on China and the role that China may have played in the coronavirus pandemic. In fact, just last week, of course, the U.S. Energy Department concluded that COVID-19 most likely originated from a lab leak. You know, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, what do you know? Maybe it's a duck. Meanwhile, the FBI reached the same conclusion. The CIA, other intelligence agencies, they still remain undecided. And the White House says there is no consensus on where the virus originated. Are they trying to deliberately leave this just kind of hanging out there with no answers, maybe to protect China in some way? It's amazing to me how quickly this got shut down when Biden first came to office. You see, Secretary of State Pompeo, he had been running a massive investigation into the origins of coronavirus, and he had yielded some interesting observations. That was shut down until Biden, under a ton of public pressure and a Wall Street Journal report, finally came forward and said, "Okay, you know what? We're going to do our own investigation. We will, in fact, investigate this. The Wall Street Journal back in 2021, in May of 2021, reported that that intelligence report commissioned by former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo found evidence linking the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the origins of COVID-19. You see, at least three employees at that lab, they had become sick, sick enough that they sought hospital care in November of 2019. China, of course, denies it all. And they got the WHO right there in their back pocket. And they got Anthony Fauci on their side. And so to this day, they continue to deny this. Meanwhile, the Biden team still says the evidence is inconclusive and that they're going to continue to investigate and they want the WHO to have its investigation and they'll consider things once that's all said and done. Look, when we're trusting the WHO instead of ourselves, I just don't know what to say. Joining me now, a woman on that congressional subcommittee that's investigating the origins of COVID. We have Representative Debbie Lesko, Republican from Arizona. Good to have you here. Welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me. It's exciting, it's very important information. We need to get to the bottom of the truth.
0: Well, we do, and so many people don't want to still. We just played a clip. Of Anthony Fauci speaking with the Boston Globe last week saying, look, we may never know the answer to which I'm like, well, yeah, you're not going to know the answer if you don't bother to do the investigation. Why is it that, that so many people were so quick, including Dr. Fauci, to totally dismiss the idea that maybe it might have come from the Wuhan lab?
2: You know, I don't know for sure. I can guess, I can make an educated guess. I think that Anthony Fauci and the NIH director at the time, Francis Collins, were concerned that the American people would find out that US taxpayer dollars were being used to fund EcoHealth Alliance, which in turn funded the Wuhan lab. And they're to this day denying that the grant funding uh, was used for coronavirus research even though other scientists believe that it is.
0: It it was amazing how quickly, and, and I certainly experienced it as a journalist just trying to dig in and get to the bottom of the story. I can tell you, Representative Lesko, I had sources as far back as January of 2020 and into early February, when apparently Anthony Fauci first learned of this, that were saying, look, it's possible they didn't believe at the time, and I know there's conflicting reports on this as well, but they didn't believe it was deliberate. They believed that there was some kind of error that had happened at this lab. And so this was certainly out there among people at Treasury, State, uh, in, the, in the so-called deep state, if you would. This This thesis was out there, and yet it wasn't allowed to go anywhere. There was an effort by social media to shut it down. There was an effort, now we've learned, thanks to you, and your subcommittee by Dr. Fauci to shut it down. Walk us through some of those emails that that lead you to believe he was somehow um, responsible for the initial big study, the big one that said, no, nah, no link here.
2: Well, we just recently had a uh, round table in our subcommittee, select subcommittee on coronavirus. And we had three um, doctors uh, one from the um, Stanford School of Medicine, another from John Hopkins, and I forget where the third doctor was from. But they all believe that it is likely that it came from the lab. Now, Dr. Macquarie, who is from John Hopkins University, said he totally believes that it is uh, from the lab, origin from the lab. He testified that two uh, uh, doctors from China were originally arrested and then told that they could not disclose any information about what was happening in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, Then two US uh, top biologists initially said that they believe that coronavirus came from the lab, but then days later, Uh, said to the media that, oh, no, it didn't come from the lab. And consequently, they received $9 million in NIH grant funds, which seems a little convenient. Um, Also, I, I just find it unconscionable that the Chinese government, the Chinese scientists contacted the National Institute of Health here in the United States and said, take down the sequences of what we were studying, and NIH did it. They deleted the sequences of what was being studied in the Wuhan lab. Now, we know that um, U.S. taxpayer dollars, through the National Institute of Health, and under the direction of Dr. Fauci, and I believe Dr. Collins as well, who was the NIH director at the time, gave money to Eco Health Alliance, a New York company. They gave uh, a sub-grant of that money to the Wuhan Institute of, of Virology, which is the Wuhan lab, mm-hmm. and other Chinese labs. And then... All of a sudden, in the same area, within five miles of the Wuhan lab, we have an outbreak that killed 7 million people throughout the world. Uh, In China itself, they restricted travel within China, but yet allowed Chinese uh, people to leave China internationally. They, They wouldn't report what was going on. Um, But then we have emails that we've uncovered from Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci that basically said, we need to tamper down this theory that there was a lab leak, you know? And so now you, you totally, I totally don't know what to believe. The American people don't know what to believe because we were told one thing, then other information comes out. And when a government agency is giving money to the Wuhan lab, then all of a sudden there's a COVID outbreak within five miles of that lab. And they're kind of caught red-handed, like, why were you funding this? And then they retract what they say. Something very um,
0: suspicious.
2: Yes. <laughs> suspicious. No, listen, I mean, your,
0: your point is, 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 on is heard. I mean, yes. Representative, this has been the yes. biggest challenge, I think, because in the era of social media where people are trying to consume lots and lots of information. I'm just a big believer and you know, you ought to be able to consume as much as possible and come to your own conclusions. But that somehow was just not allowed. And I think that's when you get into a situation where you really risk, you risk your entire system because you got to have faith in the institutions that are governing you. And if your institutions are, are lying or trying to put some kind of cover up into effect, then the American people are left saying, as you just did, well, what the heck am I supposed to believe? One of the concerns here I have is also, if we were given this money, and it sounds like we absolutely were through eco health, $600,000 has been reported of taxpayer dollars, that was going to fund this research at the Wuhan Institute. What's shocking to me is that We know, right? Like We know China's not necessarily the best in terms of safety records. It's one of the reasons why we don't love buying our pet food from China or other things from China, right? Like That's just kind of a given. But also, Chinese state television, as far back as 2019, had even done a report on this particular lab and this particular woman who ran it saying how brave she was. And in this report that was televised on state TV, No one's wearing the proper safety equipment. The Taiwanese actually went back and found this tape, so I credit them with that. But I'm like, okay, so we knew they weren't playing by the rules, so to speak. So why on earth would we ever encourage research at a place like that?
2: You know, I don't understand. And that's what we're trying to get to the bottom of. And you are correct. The American people have lost their faith in our agencies, the CDC, the National Institute of Health. I have lost faith in our agencies, and quite frankly, I think somebody's lying, and it's, it's hard to know who. So in the Energy and Commerce Committee hearing, of which I am the vice chair of the Oversight Committee, which also has jurisdiction over the National Institute of Health, I asked the NIH director specifically, about the funding through EcoHealth to the Wuhan lab. He denied that any of the funding was used on research of coronavirus too. And I asked how he knew that because on the one hand he said they did not get the reports as was required under the grant and they did not get the sequencing because the Chinese virologist asked them to delete it. And he, continued to insist that the research that was done with the funding to EcoHealth had nothing to do with coronavirus 19. Then in the select subcommittee on COVID, I asked Dr. Jay Battachuria, who is from um, the Stanford School of Medicine. If the sequences were deleted and we didn't get the reports from China, how would the NIH director know for sure that the funding that we gave to the Wuhan lab wasn't for coronavirus? And he said, there is no way that the director could know that. Mm-hmm. So either one of two is true. Either the NIH director knows what's in the sequence before it was deleted, or, and and it had nothing to do with coronavirus, as he claims, or... It possibly definitely could have been the coronavirus and he's covering it up. And I don't know which one is true.
0: Well, listen, we appreciate all the hard work you and the committee are doing. Keep at it because America has answers. We want to know exactly what happened, no matter how bad the news is. I mean, we can take it. It's the truth that matters at the end of the day. So Representative Lesko, we appreciate you joining us today. Keep it up and uh, keep us posted.
2: Oh, I certainly will. This is very important and we will get to the bottom of it one way or the other, although it's going to be difficult because China is not cooperating at all.
0: Thanks again, Representative Lesko. Turning now to the price that we all paid. Look, there's no way to quantify the tragedy that we all endured. So many Americans died. We had a loss of so much life. You think about the loss that so many families felt when they couldn't be with their loved ones in their final hours, the lockdown, the shutdown. I mean, we did everything wrong. There we were, specifically in the case of the governor of New York. He was actually sending people with COVID into nursing homes, exposing the most vulnerable Americans to this virus. Lots and lots of mistakes. But aside from the heartache that was there and still is for so many people, we also as a country experienced real economic pain. The economy shut down, our GDP plummeted, and our government made loads of mistakes, once again, including not one, not two, but three, because Joe Biden had to have a check go out too, three stimulus checks, more than $6 trillion being printed from the Federal Reserve. I mean, you don't think you're going to get a little inflation when everybody's holed up and they can't actually go and spend the money and you keep giving them money? This made absolutely no sense. It's created a problem that we are going to suffer from for years to come. This inflation is not going away. It's one of the reasons why I keep saying you got to do what you can to diversify your investments and to protect the value of your dollars in the future. If you're interested in investing in gold or silver, I recommend you call my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals today. They're a proud sponsor of The Trish Regan Show, one of the very first. They can help you navigate this space. So give them a call, 1-866-589-0560, or go online. You can get a free investing guide today at legacypminvestments.com. Now, as I said, there was a ton of stimulus money flying around, checks here, there, and everywhere. It's part of the reason, of course, we're dealing with the inflation hangover that we're dealing with now. But what if you were one of those people say a small business owner that didn't get any stimulus at all. What if you stayed open? What if you paid all your employees, but you never got a dime from Uncle Sam? Well, listen up. I got a little bit of good news because you can qualify for up to $26,000 per employee. You just got to kind of figure out how to do it. That's why we're happy to have on the show today one of our sponsors, the COVID Tax Relief Organization. COVIDtaxrelief.org is their website. And they have been working diligently to help recover some of this stimulus money that small business owners and big business owners should have gotten. You know, it's not easy. There's a ton of red tape out there, but they want to help you do it. So if you stayed open during the pandemic, you do qualify for up to $26,000. Here to walk us all through how it works and see whether or not you can get any money back is Jason Brown. He's a partner with COVIDTaxRelief.org. Hey, Jason, welcome to the program.
1: Trish, it's good to see you. Thanks for having us.
0: Hey, you guys are doing some good stuff because this is not easy for folks. I mean, nothing, let's be honest, with the federal government is all that easy. But when you're trying to actually get some money back, one, people don't always know that they're eligible and two, they don't even know where to begin, which is where you guys come in. You've recovered a lot of money so far, haven't you?
1: Yeah, you know, we we have we've been fortunate and it's folks like you helping us get the word out to those business owners. And like we talked on the break, it's it's refreshing to be the bearer of good news once in a while. Right. And and this is for sure a win for business owners who retained their W-2 employees during the pandemic and they can receive up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee. Unlike previous stimulus money that was available to businesses, this is not a loan, Trish. It does not need to be forgiven or paid back. It's not a grant that is free money, but you're told how you have to spend it. This comes in the form of a check from the U.S. Treasury. You can put it in your business, take distribution. We have phenomenal stories of business owners helping certain employees with that money. There's no restrictions on on. Uh, what you have to do with it so it's it's exciting and extremely rewarding to be able to help these businesses
0: jason it's kind of amazing that this is still going on right but but important too because i think a lot of people may have tried maybe they were overwhelmed maybe they didn't try but what you're saying is they can still here we are three years after the fact right three years after the shutdown they can still get funds
1: yeah, there, there is a window that, that you can go back and, and claim those funds and that window does run out. So you don't want to wait. Um, but I think there's maybe a little bit of hesitation for a few reasons. Number one, um, sounds too good to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Look, this was part of the CARES Act. If you research it, it is it, it, the word is out. It is It was put in place to help business owners get through the pandemic and um, and so what's great about this money is it's only going to those business owners that actually retained their W-2 employees, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about red tape. You're, you're exactly right. Maybe people look into it. They get a little overwhelmed with going, oh my gosh, this is complex. It doesn't really fall in the lane of their CPA because it's a payroll tax credit Typically, your, your CPA doesn't do much with payroll, and so they kind of throw their arms up and go, you know, I heard about it, but it doesn't look like uh, I would qualify. Um, go to covidtaxrelief.org. You can call the 800 number or put your information in. You'll speak with one of our experts who will take you through a short questionnaire, Trish, and this questionnaire is, is maybe five to ten minutes, but it directly parallels the qualification guidelines that the IRS has laid out for this program, and we'll be able to tell you, number one, if you qualify, and number two, an estimate on how much you would qualify. for.
0: Wow. So then, you know, it's, it's wonderful you guys are doing this, but it's not all altruistic. This is a business as well for you, and you put a lot of resources into making it happen. So how does it work? Do people have to, as I understand it, I think you only get paid if they get paid, But, but walk us through all of that because you've got to do all these filings, et cetera, how do you guys get compensated?
1: Yeah, look, we didn't want there to be any barrier to entry. And so get on the phone. We will not ask for a form of payment. We will go through, we'll figure out if you qualify, then we'll help you gather the required documentation, which is not a ton, but because it's a payroll tax credit, we have to see what your payroll was. So your 941 tax forms, Your detailed payroll report, then our team will go line by line and scrub those again at no cost Mm -hmm. and determine your ultimate qualification and then say, Listen, we'll file it for you and get paid on the back end. So if you don't get any money, we don't get paid either. And it's a percentage. We take 15% of whatever you qualify for, you get 85%. And, it's less uh, than a I lawyer
0: give, would take, <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. So well, we, fear we we've been, we've had been fortunate to help thousands of businesses recover into the billions now. Oh my! So it's, it's gosh,
0: really? Yeah, billions of dollars. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, why is it that it's it's so specialized? Why is it that you can't really just go to your CPA and say, "Hey, do this."
1: Well, look, I, I don't want to put a, put put it out there that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can. It just usually your CPA does not specialize in a in a payroll tax credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the the legislation Trish is crazy. It's over two hundred pages long. No, surprise, I believe it. Right, um, <laughs> but we are we're experts on it, and and it's constantly changing as well. Mm-hmm. There has been over a dozen changes to the qualifications, to the amount that you can get. And so we have had CPAs that, that knew about the program, but they knew about it five changes ago. Okay. And so those qualifications have changed. You just want to, to make sure that's what we specialize in. And it is overseen by financial professionals, accountants. So, so we make sure we do it the right way.
0: So you go to covidtaxrelief.org. You can fill out the form. You can make a simple phone call to the number there on the website, covidtaxrelief.org, give them a ring and, and just figure out even where you might stand. I mean, it, it kind of feels like a no-brainer, Jason.
1: Well, it, it is. And, and fortunately, the word is out now where people are saying, okay, I've heard of it. Now I don't mind taking a look at it. Um, one of the questions we get a lot, Trish, is what types of businesses qualify? Mm-hmm. And so if I can touch on that for a second. Please do. The only ones that really don't are government entities. Okay? The government can't take a stimulus from itself. So so um you know municipalities things like that do not qualify. Um but you know construction company, workers, restaurant industry, service industry, private schools, nonprofits, churches, almost anyone that was affected during the pandemic wow. by supply chain issues your processes, your travel restrictions, you know, you, you were deemed non-essential, which was a new term that came out during pandemic. Your business is non-essential and you were required to close or even partially close your restaurant. You had to take out half your tables or you could not do in-room dining, but you could do takeout or drive through. And all of those things are qualifications to receive this money. And, uh,
0: Jason, so the idea, though, was that you had to keep a certain number of employees. I mean, what if you had 10 employees and you kept three? Do those three still enable you to get some kind of benefit?
1: They do. And it is, again, I'm glad you brought up the number because some people think, gosh, my business is only three. I only have three employees. Look, that could be $75,000 for you. You know, those businesses that had 10 are getting over $200,000 and as long as you had less than 500 full-time employees down to 1 just we'll, we'll do it for one person uh-huh. right and and so it, it again when you do the math it, it is it's a game changer for most businesses and you know entrepreneurs that's exactly what they are they they struggle they learn to pivot they do what they have to do to stay in business and now they can can get some of those wages back that they paid their w2 employees. It,
0: it's such a good thing. I I've I've you know, I've harped on this massive amount of stimulus that went out because I do believe it's created an inflationary environment. However, Jason, the government's given it out. So you better you better get your share, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're cutting the checks. And what's so tough for so many small business owners is they didn't know how to navigate it. They didn't know how to do the paperwork. And so it's it's funny that your COVID tax relief because I was going to say it's kind of a relief to have an organization like yours, Consumer Tax Advocate, go to covidtaxrelief.org for more information that can help people through this. It's really It's really a wonderful thing because, again, the money's there. And by the way, It it hasn't all been spent, meaning not everybody has been able to to make these claims. And so that's, I think, where you guys are really filling this void in the marketplace and hopefully doing a whole lot of good.
1: You know, I'm I'm glad you brought up the the philosophy, the theory of, oh, take this money. Look, I'm with you on it. And politics aside, though, the money's already allocated. So it does not matter if you don't take it. It's not getting sent back. Okay, this was part of the CARES Act, Trish. It was two point two trillion dollar stimulus package. And that money is allocated. It's it's essentially gone as far as the economy and it's it's been accounted for. And so that money's on the table for you to take. If you don't take it, it's it's just your loss at this point.
0: Okay. well, I'm going to I say it many times on the show, but I'm going to remind people COVIDTaxrelief.org. Let Jason Brown and his team help you there because as he said, it's yours. Make sure that you don't let it evaporate into thin air. As they say, pay yourself first, right, Jason?
1: I like it. I like that philosophy. And so COVIDTaxrelief.org. Now listen, when when shows like this air and, and podcasts, Sometimes our phone lines about melt Trish like with everybody calling in. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to wait on hold for for just a minute or two, type in your name, your information, we'll reach out to you for sure within 24 hours. But if you're just excited, then by all means call the 800 number on the website, okay?
0: Fantastic. All right, good stuff. Jason Brown, covidtaxrelief.org, go fill out the forms, give him a ring and get some of that money that's yours. Jason Brown, thanks so much.
1: Trish, thanks for having us. Good to see you. Thank you. Good
0: to see you. We've been talking about all these challenges that we faced. China certainly faced some challenges too. Obviously, they had all these shutdowns. You never knew when you were going to get shut down. It had a big effect on their economy. But the good news for China is, hey, guess what? They're going to grow at 5% this year. That's what they told us, 5%. That Everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's so bad for China. Well, hey, I'll tell you, five percent's looking kind of good to me right now. You look at our own economy, and there are predictions for a serious recession. We've got estimates of maybe 0.3 percent growth for the year, <laughs> I would certainly take five percent. The reality is this: China is going to find its way through this. It's going to continue to power ahead with its economy, and if we're not careful, if we're not thoughtful we're going to wind up losing out because we're looking at all these other things. You heard Katie McFarlane on the show on Friday saying, look, we dropped the ball for 20 years, focusing so hard on the middle East while China continued to grow. We now run the same kind of risk. We're focusing on Ukraine all while China again is continuing to grow. So 5% looking pretty good for the Chinese this year. Anyway, I cannot let the day go by. You know that without giving a quick shout out to Rough Greens, a wonderful, wonderful supplement for dogs and my own beautiful, fluffy dog named Fluffy. You get it, right? <laughs> anyway, fluffy, um, we've been putting him up for all kinds of positions, Secretary of State, President of the United States. We're talking about Treasury Secretary. I will tell you this, though. I love this little dog, and I joke about it because he really is smart, probably smarter than most people in Washington, but I love this little dog so much, and it's why... I want to make sure that he is around for many, 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 many years to come. And to do that, I need to feed him well. I don't want the food from China. Thank you very much. But I get it. You know, these are tough economic times. You buy your dog food. If there's a way to make it better, if there's a way to really transition that food so that it comes alive with nutrients and all the things that would make a dog healthy, wouldn't you want that? That's what I figured. So I give Fluffy a supplement called Rough Greens every single day. I just sprinkle a little bit on top of his food every night. He loves it, absolutely loves it. And I love it because he's getting all the vitamins, all the nutrients, all the digestive enzymes, all the probiotics, all the things that he needs to live a long healthy and happy life. He is a wonderful dog. I've seen a difference. He had some tough allergies. So many of you, by the way, were so good. You reached out on social media because I was like, what do I do? This poor dog was having allergies, which led to ear infections. And so many of you had wonderful suggestions. Dr. Dennis Black, the naturopathic doctor that created Rough Greens, he also had a suggestion for me, which was to try this supplement. And I'm so happy because it is making a big difference in Fluffy's life. And when Fluffy's good, I'm good. You know how that works. Anyway, thank you again for being here. Do make sure that you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. It's really important. Share the clips. Share them as much as you can. Share them with your friends. We want to try and break through some of the shadow banning that still goes on, believe it or not. We want to make sure that the other side of the table is heard. So as much as they may try to shut down certain narratives, as clearly the government did three years ago, it's up to us as individuals to make sure the the truth gets out or at least have fair debates where we're looking at all the information. So I love that you're here. Do make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow.